Welcome to Without the Footnotes with me, your host, Esther Rini. On this week's episode, I'll be talking about the Holocaust in Belgium. Hi friends and welcome to season three, episode eight of Without the Footnotes, not your typical Holocaust lecture. Um, You'll have to forgive me this week. I have a bit of a husky voice. I have a friend visiting and it's been a bit of a wild weekend. So um, yeah, just sound a bit huskier than normal. Um, So today we're going to be talking, well, I'm going to be talking about Belgium. um, But I do just want to mention first and foremost that... um, Today is the 2nd of August, um, which is obviously the day that I'm recording, but not the day that you're going to listen to this. But I do just want to mention that the 2nd of August is actually the official day that we commemorate the Roma and Sinti genocide of up to 500,000 people during World War II. And as I may have mentioned before on the podcast, that genocide perpetrated against the Roma and Sinti for many decades was completely overlooked and it's only really been in recent years that the community is getting the recognition it deserves in terms as uh, in terms of numbers this genocide was obviously absolutely devastating so when you listen to this even though the day has passed maybe you want to take a moment to think on all of those lives that were lost and commemorate them and maybe think about what that means for the Roma and Sinti today and perhaps do some research on what happened or read some stories from survivors or even visit a memorial if you're able to go and pay your respects however you wish to do it um yeah as I said for many many years um, that genocide was actually completely overlooked and yeah it's obviously devastating for that specific community um so yeah I just wanted to mention that so everybody's aware uh as I said this week we're traveling to Belgium for a quick overview of how the holocaust happened so let's just crap on crap crap on <laughs> let's just crack on with the episode shall we Okay, so here we go. The Holocaust in Belgium. I really hope I can get through this without losing my voice completely. So, in May 1940, Belgium was occupied by Nazi Germany. Although King Leopold III stayed in Belgium under house arrest, the government actually fled the country to the UK and formed a government in exile there. So at the time of the German occupation, there were around 65 to 70,000 Jews living in Belgium, most of which were foreign and stateless Jews who had fled um, who'd fled other parts of Europe and found refuge in Belgium in the interwar period between World War, World War I and World War II. And as I've mentioned many times before, we all know um, that being a stateless person is a very precarious position to be in. So the Jewish population of Belgium primar- primarily lived in Antwerp and Brussels. And as we've seen in other occupied countries throughout Europe so far, the Germans immediately began an- enacting anti-Jewish laws and in Belgium this included restriction of civil rights, confiscation of property and businesses, being banned from certain professions 
1942, all Jews were to display a yellow star of David on their clothing so that they were easily identifiable. Now, when the German authorities tried to enforce this in Antwerp in 1940, it was protested by non-Jewish citizens who actually wore the armband themselves, which is not something that you hear very often, um, non-Jewish citizens actively protesting the early stages of genocide and kind of standing in solidarity with those being persecuted. So the German authorities also used um, Jewish people for forced labour, mainly in the construction of military fortifications in northern France and armament and clothing factories and stone quarries in Belgium. So there was some pretty brutal forced labour, specifically the construction and working in the stone quarries would have been um, very, very hard work. So in Belgium... The German authorities were the ones responsible for the deportations. And as we saw in other countries, there 5,000 Jewish people were deported from the country to Auschwitz, where most of them unfortunately perished. And in order to deport people to the east from Belgium, transit camps were set up much like we, we've heard about in France. So these transit camps were called, and forgive me if I've not pronounced them correctly, but Brindonk and Mechelen. Um, These were the main collection centres. And as I said, it's estimated that um, 25,000 people were actually deported from the country. And of those 25,000 people, around 2,000 of them actually survived the Holocaust. Now, interestingly, in Belgium, there was quite a large resistance movement. And it's estimated that around 25,000 Jews were able to avoid being deported by going into hiding in the country. So imagine the support you need from non-Jewish people in order to achieve this, because it's a huge number of people. And to me, that's actually quite incredible. So by the end of the German occupation, it's actually estimated that 40% of the Jews living in Belgium at the time were actually in hiding, um, with many people being hidden by Catholic nuns and priests. There was also an organisation called the Committee of Jewish Defence, which would provide aid and refuge for Jewish people. And they even organised an attack on the 20th rail convoy that was leaving Belgium for Auschwitz, in which 118 people actually successfully escaped. So if you I find that story like quite interesting. I think I think it is the only like organised resistance um what do you call it, like attack on a train, a deportation train. Um, So if you're interested in that story, you can just Google the 20th Rail Convoy and it should come up with all the details of who exactly was involved in doing that and what happened to the people that organised it and also the escapees as well. So... Belgium was eventually liberated by the Allies in September of 1944, which thus ended the persecution of um, Belgium's Jews by Nazi Germany. And that basically, in a nutshell, is a very, very basic overview of what happened in Belgium during the Holocaust. Obviously, there's much more detail to go into, especially if you want to look into the resistance movements. But in general, we see in Belgium that um, this was the Holocaust was perpetrated by the German authorities in the country. There were 
deportation centres, two, two main deportation centres, of which 25,000 people were deported out of the country. But there was this kind of big um, reaction to this uh, in, for, in, in, um, in the form of resistance and trying to protect the Jewish community within the country. Um, and as I said, of those who were unfortunately deported, they were deported to Auschwitz, where, they did, um, where the majority did perish. So... Lastly, I do want to round up today's episode with a quote that I found from the history of royalwomen.com. As I found this story of Queen Elizabeth, not the British one, but the Queen of Belgium, who used her power to her power and her influence to help um, save Jewish people during this time. So this is a quote that I got from the website. I'm just going to read a little part of the story. So, quote... During the German occupation of Belgium during the Second World War, Queen Elizabeth used her influence to rescue hundreds of Jewish children from deportation. She had turned to Adolf Hitler himself via the Italian royal family her daughter had married into, uh, by, sorry, via the Italian royal family her daughter had married into. As you know, um, Italy and Germany were allies for a bit during the war. And... Um, and the Red Cross, and requested that Jews not be deported. She was promised that Jews with Belgium citizenship, so just take note of that, the citizenship is really important, those with Belgian citizenship would not be deported, and those already under arrest in Mechelen, the deportation camp, would be allowed to receive visitors. When Germans still arrested children in the Wiesenbeek orphanage Elizabeth made them aware of this promise and this group of children was released when she visited a hospital in 1943 the Germans allowed 80 Jewish sick and elderly to remain the Jews imprisoned at Mechelen were finally released in 1943 she could not save them all however in September 1943 during Operation Iltis many Belgian Jews were rounded up and deported despite this no other royal family came close to this kind of intervention and for her actions she was recognized by Yad Vashem as a righteous among the nations so I just thought that that was a quite a shocking story I think um someone in a position of power actually using their power and influence to save people but I do want it to be noted that it's only those Jews with Belgian citizenship and as I just mentioned a few minutes minutes ago there were a lot of Jewish people living in Belgium at the time who were actually stateless and didn't have this citizenship right um so yeah just something to think on when we think about genocide and how yeah important actually I guess you would say belonging to a country is so that is it for this week's episode it's very short and sweet um but I think we've got a general overview of the Holocaust in Belgium. And as ever, if you want to reach out to me or you want to ask me questions or you want, yeah, anything really, um, just email me at info at withoutthefootnotes.org or alternatively, you can uh, DM me on Instagram. The handle is at withoutthefootnotes. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And yeah, I will be... be, be <laughs> can't speak i will be back next week in a different country to give you an overview of a different place okay so i will catch you next time also please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast that helps me out a lot all right and that's it thanks ciao